Hello and welcome back to the Pivot Podcast. I am your host, Ali Cates, and on this week's episode, we are going over post-traumatic growth. I think this topic is so important to talk about. It can also be a little bit triggering, so I want to just put a trigger warning for anyone that has experienced trauma or is going through trauma currently. Um, whenever I would hear someone talk about this, I would get triggered myself because I'm like, how can you talk about the good sides of trauma when I'm going through it? So I just want to label that as a trigger warning that if you are going something through something really hard right now and you're in the thick of it, I want you to refer back to last week's podcast, which was just letting yourself be like just letting yourself be okay with where you are today. So this might not be the episode for you, but for those of you that are interested in what post-traumatic growth is, it is considered synonymous with resilience because becoming more resilient is a result of trauma. But let's say that you're resilient before you experience trauma. You're not going to experience as much PTG is what it's called, which is post-traumatic growth. Because if you're already resilient before you were rocked to your core by an event, you don't have to seek this new belief system is what individuals say. So less resilient people, on the other hand, may go through distress and confusion and confusion as they try to understand why this terrible thing happened to them and what it means for their worldview. So it really is about where you are when you're coming into the traumatic event that happened. So some ways that you can evaluate post-traumatic growth, this is actually from a journal of traumatic stress. So some positive responses are in these five areas that we are going to jump into even more. But I just want to talk about the word resilient because in how we describe post-traumatic growth, people use this word resilient a lot. And I kind of vouch for that. We have a new definition of what resilient means. So resilient, if you look at the dictionary definition of it, it means to bounce back to your original form. It means that you can like bounce back from these and kind of shake them off. And I don't love that term and I don't, well, I I like the term. I like the meaning of the term. I like what it stands for, but I don't love the definition of it because when you have been through something traumatic, when something bad happens, it's, I personally, I don't know about you, but I personally do not want to bounce back to my original form because I have grown so much from that person that I was before the event happened. And I look at that as a way of, you know, being more resilient of being like, you know what, I actually don't want to be the person I was before this because I've changed so much and I've grown and evolved, right? So when I use the word resilient, I just want you to know that I'm looking at it at in terms of that you are able to move forward, but also that you don't need to bounce back to your original form. You're probably a different version of yourself. And so I just wanted to make that little asterisk sign there. So Let's get into the five positive areas of post-traumatic growth. So the number one, and also another caveat is that, and I know I did the trigger warning before, but I just want to say this again, is that we always look at the negative sides of trauma. And I think that that is important to acknowledge if you've been through trauma so that you can have the tools and the resources to work through it, right? That's why in Emotional Health Accelerator, we take one whole phase and talk about acknowledging your emotions. It's really important, but there are positive sides to it. So let's dive in. So the positive responses are appreciation of life, relationships with others, new possibilities in life, personal strength, and spiritual change. So 
I just want to talk about this even more is that these positive ways that you can grow from trauma. So the first one is a new appreciation of life. So when you've been through hard things, when you've been through trauma, when you've been through emotional pain, when you come out the other side of it and when you start your healing process, there are moments, there are glimpses where you actually have a different appreciation of the life that you live, the way that you move through life. And I think that's important to talk about. Um, you know, of course, there are so many things that happen when we experience trauma that are negative, but there are these positive moments where you can appreciate life in a different lens. You can see it differently than maybe you saw it before you went through this traumatic event. Also, your relationship with others can change for a positive way, right? So maybe you develop new boundaries with yourself and with others, and that helps you develop deeper relationships with the people that you know are there for you. So for example, when I went through my medical um, evolution these past couple of years, it's been really intense. My relationship with a lot of people has changed dramatically. There's people that I don't talk to anymore. There's people that I don't even follow on Instagram anymore, like out of just personal respect for my own boundaries. There's people that I don't have their numbers anymore because before I went through this really life-changing, you know, medical journey, I, it's kind of ironic right now because I was actually going through, I have no storage on my computer right now. And so I was going through my um, storage and it was like, you need to delete all of these messages because I had messages on my iCloud storage from like 2018. I was like, what the heck? So I was going through them. I'm like, I don't even have these people's phone numbers. And it's interesting because before Ali went through this, you know, sitting in an IV room, medical trauma, going through Stanford, all of this stuff. I would text literally everyone. I would check in on everyone. I would text them on their birthday. I would make sure they felt loved. Like I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders because I put it there. Because of my conditioning and the trauma that I'd been through as a child, that's how I learned that I needed to show up in life. And it's interesting because now I'm like going through these messages. I was like, I don't even know who that person is or like I know who that person is, but I would never text them today um, because I think it's that is the interesting part about going through emotional pain and trauma is that you get really clear on who your people are, why people were in your life before you went through this event. And I think that it can also really, in my own experience, develop deeper relationships with those people that actually do care about you in a very strong way. So that is a positive response is that you become clear on like who your people are and you have these deeper connections with individuals, or at least that's what I've experienced. The third one is new possibilities in life. So before, you know, I had had um, developmental trauma and trauma in my childhood and adolescent. And I always felt like stuck on what I wanted to do. And then when I went through this most recent life change with medical stuff, sitting in an IV room, I really did have a dark night of the soul is what they call it, right? Where you dark night of the soul is like where everything's kind of crashing in on you. And I might actually do a podcast episode on this just individually, but that's the easiest way to describe it. And I had one of those for nine and a half months where I felt like the universe was really breaking me down to build me back up into this person that I show up as today and continue to grow and change and evolve in this area of my life. And I don't think I would have ever been able to be the person that I am today to show up the way that I do, to be a trauma coach, to run a business the way that I am if I didn't experience that deep pain, right? 
and I just have a new, I have like a new outlook on it. Um, Also, the fourth is personal strength. So being able to really dig down and tell yourself, like, I've been through much harder things. I remember I was like 20, how old was I? I think I was like 23, 24 when I was a bar instructor, which is like Pilates. And I remember I would always say this. I would say, you know, when you're, if you've ever taken a bar class, it can get really hard. There's this one point where like your muscles literally start shaking and I used to teach, I used to instruct. So I would tell everyone in the class, I would say like, you've done something so much harder than this right now. And even though in this moment, you feel like you can't get through this one exercise, I know you've done harder things. And I really love that sentiment when it comes to working through through trauma and also looking at post-traumatic growth is that you know, these hard things have happened. And so for example, like if I'm in a workout class or if I'm going down a black diamond on the mountain or something, I always tell myself like, this is not the hardest thing that you've done. You've done so much harder. Your life has been hard, right? And it allows you to have this kind of like inner strength inside of you to know that you can get through hard things that are ahead. So the last one is spiritual change. And I don't know about you, but I've always really rejected this idea of spiritualness. I am a recovering Catholic is what I call myself. So I grew up Catholic. I was confirmed. I was baptized, etc. And I remember just being so angry for a long time with just something that was bigger than me. And um, I've been through, that's like a whole other hour long podcast of just <laughs> my spiritual growth and change over the last couple of years. But you know, I did, I remember, you know, I've always had a strong faith in something bigger than myself. As a little girl, I would always, you know, pray and believe that there was something bigger than me and just put that energy out there. And then as I grew up, went through the childhood trauma, the adolescent trauma, I lost that. Even though I was like, had to go to church, et cetera. I just wasn't into, I wasn't connected to anything bigger than myself. Then when I got into high school, I think I had a deeper understanding because I went um, through, you know, really struggling with alcohol and just a horrible situation that happened with that. And I was like, okay, I'm here for a reason because I should not be here. And um, it's interesting too, because like my spiritual change has really waxed and waned over the years. But I feel like this last two years of Ryan and I going through a lot. Actually, I would say three years. We're almost three years married of actually, you know, really going through a lot of change and growth and evolution that I feel the most spiritually connected right now. Um, And when you experience trauma, when your nervous system has been completely rewired, it's very easy to believe that everything weighs on you, that you have to be in control at all times, that you have to control every single aspect of your life because your past conditioning is telling you that that's the only way to forge through, right? And of course, that's where like the personal strength comes in, which was the fourth element of post-traumatic growth, but also the idea and the notion that there's actually something so much bigger than you, whether you believe in the universe, God, your angels, whoever it is, that there's something that you can't control. 
And I think that getting in touch with either if it's like through meditation, mindfulness, praying, whatever the thing is, that that releases this overwhelming sense that you are in control of what happens next, right? Like that you're in control of your destiny, of how your life turns out, because it's overwhelming and exhausting to think that way. It's overwhelming to think that like all this pressure is on you, that you have to figure out exactly how your life's going to be. And that's what I've noticed in the last couple of years is like, you know, what? I have to let go and really let like my saying that I say every night and every morning is like, I am open to what hap- whatever happens today, whatever is in store for me today, I'm open to receiving it. Whether that's with my clients, whether that's in my own personal life, whether that's in my own healing and growing, like that is my constant mantra and prayer is that I am open to receiving whatever is meant for me today. And there is this quote, I want to find it right here, that I always use because I love it so freaking much. My heart is at ease knowing that what was meant for me will never miss me and that what misses me was never meant for me. So it's this release. Whenever I say that out loud, when I'm having a hard time, it's like my heart is at ease knowing that what is going to be mine will be mine and that which is not going to be mine is never going to miss me. And it really does release this pressure of like that I have to control everything and I have to, you know, do certain things and strive a certain way and grind and grind and grind. And it just gives me this like release that knowing that if it is meant for me, it will happen. And if it is not meant for me, it's not going to happen and I'm not going to miss it and it's not going to miss me. And that has been just something that I hold on to. Um, and that has come because I have, you know, I'm working on my trauma. I'm healing as I'm growing. And as I'm in this role as a trauma coach, you know, I posted the other day about how this type of work of helping other people brings your stuff right to the surface because things that you thought you had worked through, or if a client's going through something similar as you are, it can trigger a lot of your old pain. And I, believe that because I experience it, but I also have this stronger belief in the universe, in those that have passed on from this physical world that are, you know, watching over us, not like metaphorically in the sky, but like people, I believe in angels. I believe that our friends and my grandma and my grandparents that have passed on are my guardian angels. And I honestly, if someone told me that, like, you know, when I was 21 diving into working on my trauma, I would have been so pissed. But this is an episode for you when it finds you in the right place. And I think that post-traumatic growth is really important to talk about because when we are in the trauma space, when we're talking about trauma healing, it is, you know, we're really heavy on talking about the effects of it and how things happen and et cetera. But I want to take some time to talk about the positive sides of going through trauma because it's easy to get stuck in that cycle of like, oh my gosh, I'm in it. I'm going through it. Nothing positive is going to come out of this. And I just want to let you know that I have seen myself. I've seen so many other individuals that I've helped and served that have been through really awful traumatic situations that have 
completely found positive effects of it, right? Of course, the thing, the event is traumatic. Of course, that is. Of course, our nervous system is dysregulated from it, which is awful and frustrating and exhausting. But there is positive sides to it. And so I just wanted to give you a glimmer of hope that there is also post-traumatic growth. So if you like this episode, I just want to thank you so much for coming to this chat with me on this Tuesday. If you like the Pivot Podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. I will talk to you soon.